heartbreaking stuff and you know I, I think the the thing with this issue is that many Christians do get very outspoken and fired up and they want to argue and fight about it but hey you know the Bible tells us to love everyone no matter what their situation is in life and uh, we've got to care for every individual, every person no matter what they're going through or where they're at in their journey, in their That's life right. and no matter what their sexual orientation is we've still got to love people uh, but we need to acknowledge the truth of the scriptures which is what you're saying uh, now do you want to share some of your story with us? Yeah, sure. I grew up in a Christian family. I uh, yeah, grew up uh, just in the, in the traditional mindset, but from a very young age struggled with the same sex that attraction. I, I, had, I was exposed to uh, um, a one-off uh, molestation as a young child, and, and that had a, an impact uh, but then there were other sort of spiritual things along the way. I remember when I was maybe eight years old, my mother talking to a neighbour about uh, homosexuals and lesbians, and this little voice said to me, that's you, and I didn't even understand what the word meant at the time, but I remember blushing. So there's certainly a spiritual aspect in it. And, uh, of course, I grew up in the church, and there was a lot of shame associated with it, so I struggled with that, but I managed to, uh, you know, sort of, deal with the issues and thought that I had healed a lot of things and then I got married and it wasn't until sort of a bit later on in life that I then really sort of fell apart and and fell into a a homosexual life for quite some period of time and it was a journey, a very difficult and hard journey Uh, but um, yeah, praise God, he came to set the captives free. So mate, you were living in this lifestyle and you were obviously um, still having an understanding of God, an understanding of your Christian upbringing. Uh, how did you reconcile yep. the two? Did, did you just think, 
that that was the way God made you and you were going to live like that forever? Or, or did, did you have conviction? Like, what, what was going on in your mind at the time? I didn't think that that was the way that God intended me to to live and to be. And I knew in my heart that that wasn't the case. God never intended for for people to live like that. That's not the way he designed us. But I, it didn't help me deal with the struggle. And it, it, there was a lot of deep stuff that had to had to be dealt with to to be able to deal with that struggle. And I guess that's probably where I'm coming from, is that these people who say, well, you know, it's okay to live that lifestyle, are you dealing with the brokenness that, that it comes from? Now, I I mean, I, I struggled to relate to your situation. You know, you know, like I have never had feelings like that. It's never, You know, I've always yeah. felt straight, you know, so to speak. Um, but yeah. I've spoken to many Christians who have had same-sex attraction, and, and they say it often did stem from something in their childhood. Uh, I don't know if it's 100% of the time that that is the case, but often it's something to do with um, the way you were raised or an encounter or something happened as a, as a kid. And then, and then they're confused about it. And, you know, I mean, this is the thing that, that get, drives me crazy too, is that, you know, the militant gay lobby will often uh, push for things like, you know, some schools are actually having and saying in sex education, you should experiment in case you are gay. You should try it out in case you are. I mean, it's sending a mixed message to, and, and would be confusing a lot of kids, wouldn't it, mate? Oh, definitely. And, and once you open that door, it, it opens up to a whole a spiritual side of things as well, and that becomes very scary. And, and that's another thing that I, I really struggled with is that it was a very much uh, a demonic spirit related to it. I'm not saying that it, it uh, you know, you get rid of the spirit and your problem solved. Not at all. But I know that, that there are a lot of spirits related to it to the point where uh, you can you can discern, I guess, people's sexuality just like that. So tell me uh, how you know, tell you me can, how did, how did you change then? What what happened to you? Uh, there was a it was a long process of, of working through a lot of issues and healing and I had a I found a, a great booklet called Finding Freedom, a big thick booklet which I had to work through and, and getting revelation from the scripture, getting revelation from God. A big step for me was to, to really understand that God loved me just the way I am, whether I was fixed or not. And I think part of the, the, the struggle for me was that I sort of thought, well, once I deal with this problem, then God will love me. But I had to really come at it the other way and understand that God loved me just as I, as I am before I could then begin to move into healing. And that's that was uh, yeah, how it happened for me. And how many years would you say you were living the homosexual lifestyle? Uh, I didn't live it fully, but uh, over a period of about 10 years. Mm-hmm. And after that 10 years, uh, would you say that there was a complete transformation or is it still something you struggled with? It's an ongoing journey. I'm still sort of only a few years into recovery from, from all of this. Uh, it, it, uh, I ended up losing my marriage for a couple of years and it was only by God's uh, miraculous intervention that my marriage is being restored. But look, it's, it's, um, it's something that you can find freedom from. It, there, there may be, you know, you have to live your life slightly differently and the things that you've got to be aware of. And, uh, you know, it's not like you, uh, it's not like a cure. It, it's a healing process. Yeah. And 
you know, we walk with scars and whatever those scars are, they then become our testimony. Now, th- this whole term ex-gay doesn't like to be uh, quoted in the media and the, I know the militant gay lobby hate using that phrase, but like I've interviewed a number of people now. Um, uh, Pastor Shirley Baskett from Exodus Ministries. She was a, uh, a lesbian for several years who's now married with kids, um, a young guy named Jacob Zinsley, who's a fashion designer. He was homosexual for a number of years. He's now straight, engaged, uh, I think getting married soon. Uh, a lady named Tracy from my church was a lesbian for a number of years. She's now a full-on straight Christian, and she, she's just chosen to be single, and uh, she, she doesn't want to enter into any relationship. But, uh, you know, I've, I've chatted to a number of these guys, and they all say that prayer has been the key to their transformation. Would you agree? Yeah, really, it's that encounter with God. And that's that's how we're transformed. And, and as we behold Him, we change from glory to glory. Mm. And so the prayers, you know, coming before His face, and that's a big key. Another big key for me too was was having people to walk with me on the journey. And and the counsellor said to me, he said, uh, it's through broken relationship that this is this is where you are, and and God uses people to help heal that relationship mm. for some people they they may just look at it as the way well this is where i'm born and this is the way i'll always be but i don't believe that that's the case now jeff we're talking about you know this case in the uk of vicky beeching and we're talking about how she's you know come out as gay and that there will be a a looming uh battle of uh, theological discussions that will in you know churches will have to go through now uh there'll be a lot of talk about it um you know they're calling it a a tidal wave of gay theology that's looming uh and and the, there's a warning out for churches that we need to be prepared for that um just talk to me now as a local pastor tell me um ha- what's your advice to me when people come to me and say why don't you allow homosexuals in leadership in your church or why don't you why do you believe those bible verses about homosexual homosexuality it's it's outdated give me some advice about how you think i should handle it um, from someone who has been in that lifestyle oh you don't ask either question do you man (laughs) (laughs) i think we've got to stand with what the scripture says and we don't try and and change it just because it it suits us i think you've got to have people see really where the heart of, of brokenness is and we don't want to be celebrating brokenness we don't want to uh, be promoting it we accept brokenness and we love every broken person but we've got to take them from where they are to something better and greater. I totally agree I and you know the thing is like I said before we're all on a journey and uh, let's face it homosexuality uh, is listed as a sin in the Bible, and so is pride, so is, you know, um, adultery, so is lying, idolatry, you know, there's a whole list of sins. Uh, the fact that this one has been singled out recently is because there is a militant gay lobby that is out to uh, change every any organisation that's labelled as homophobic or doesn't basically agree what they believe, um, we, we get labelled as homophobes or bigots, you know. Uh, but the truth is, yeah. we've, you know, the, the, there's a long Christian tradition of, of uh, having a, a traditional family theology and a, a long history of Judaism before Christianity as well, uh, where, you know, clearly the Scriptures 
over 2,000 years, they've been written clearly. Um, there, is a, there is a message that God has created us, male and female, and uh, that is the way that we are, we are meant to live. Uh, and I, I just think you're right there what you say. You know, A lot of people are wanting to change what they believe because culture's changing, but the Word of God doesn't change. It, it is the same, and it should be the same forever, shouldn't it? That's right. It's quite scary with what happens with the family. I have a, a friend who who was Christian and and then decided to go and live a gay lifestyle. And he he said he still believes in God, but he can't accept the church. But he has uh, had a child through surrogacy. And while you know it, it can be quite rewarding for him, I see a lot of his brokenness coming out in his parenting. And this poor child is exposed to brokenness. Because mm. of his brokenness and the and the family situation that he has then created for her, mm. so you know we're we're not protecting the family as God intended. Well, Jeff, I think it takes a lot of guts for you to share what you've shared with us today, and uh, I really hope that others listening might be uh, you know challenged to think about this um, and. Let's face it, we're going to have more of an onslaught in the church and in Christian media than we've ever had before on this subject. Sadly, I've seen some people buckle under the pressure and go, oh, well, let's just, let's just um, change our view on it. Let's just go with what the world's doing. But, you know, the Bible's very clear. Don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. And uh, the kingdom is opposite to the world. The kingdom of God is uh, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we can't go changing what we believe just because culture's changing. Uh, And, uh, mate, to hear from you who's been through an experience like what you've been through, to share that today, let's hope people do find healing. And maybe they can find an organisation like Exodus. uh, Or I know there's other great ministries that are out there that really help people uh, on their journey when they're going through this stuff, mate. Uh, Jeff Bull, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Richard. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. Order your flash drive with 20 of the best History Makers interviews now at historymakers.tv for just $19.95. All proceeds will help History Makers Radio and TV share the gospel all around the world. Order now at station sponsor, historymakers.tv. You'll hear interviews from Mark Burnett, producer of the Bible series and Survivor. Musicians like Paul Coleman, Mark Schultz and George McArdle from the Little River Band. Also Kate Brax, winner of MasterChef 2011, former Olympian Elka Whalen and many more. Order now at historymakers.tv.